Okay, you know those like cookie jars, right? Or like those mm-hmm. big glass cookie jars where yeah. people have like Oreos and like you have like the whole game of like guessing how many Oreos there are in the jar and like the person who has the most estimate, they win kind. Mm-hmm. So I just had the most brilliant idea of like, you know how we're like senior students, Ken? And sure. you probably have like a bunch of breakdowns about universities and oh no not this (laughs) i was thinking of like making a game of how many breakdowns i have before i graduate and you know getting my friends involved and so we all have a number that we hold on to and the person yang emang paling dekat they get something wait bitch this is why (laughs) kita gak sembuh sembuh We're making fun of our mental health. It's so fun. That's just what happens. It is what it is. We're great. But yeah, hi everyone. Welcome to Spill the Podcast. (laughs) I'm Phoebe and I'm going to be your host. And today I'm accompanied with... Frank. As you can probably see... Yep. Uh, we kind of switch partners. So, kemarin on the other episode, Fern is with Goldie. And now, I am with Phoebe. And we'll be bringing you a <laughs> quite sensitive topic. Um, mm. We're going a bit on like the more serious side. But, you know, on a more lighter note, you can probably tell like this episode is like, going to be like a much less annoying one because we don't have our usual English host. True. Bye, bitch. True. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe before we start talking about what we want to talk about, we should give a little trigger warning because mm-hmm. it is something that is, like, really sensitive and we don't want people who aren't ready for it or aren't in their men- right mental head to, like, listen to something that might trigger them. So we're going to be True. talking about eating disorders. So if you do feel like you're kind of not in the right head for that maybe find another episode to listen to yes and another disclaimer everything that we'll be disclosing <laughs> we'll be sharing today it's purely based on our experiences so we're not setting on standards on what ed is or maybe like beda beda on people okay oh that's not ed this is ed no we're not doing that we're just Really, we're just sharing our experiences in hopes that uh, we could, like, maybe help you guys out there for experiencing mm-hmm. the same thing by, like, oh, well, we're in this together. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. all sick together. I think, yeah, maybe before we dive this in. This is so depressing. Oh, my it God. Is. This is, like, definitely way more of, like, the serious episode done um yeah so i think before we get into like you know our actual experiences and like our thoughts or like opinions maybe we should first maybe like explain what an eating disorder is to someone who mm-hmm. isn't really that familiar with it so basically according to the national eating disorder collaboration an eating disorder is a very serious mental illness and it's not a life choice or it's not a diet gone too far mm-hmm. they are serious complex and potentially life-threatening mental illnesses and 
They're basically characterized by disturbances in behavior, thoughts, and attitudes towards food and, you know, eating body weight or shape. And all of this can have detrimental impacts to a person's life and, you know, their serious goal, their serious medical, psychiatric, and psychosocial um, conditions. And yeah, all of that. Very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's actually like many types of eating disorder. Mungkin, like three of the common ones are anorexic, bulimia, and binge eating. And in simple words, anorexia is basically people who feel like they're very overweighted. Padahal mungkin, apa ya? Sebenarnya mereka the underweight banget. Tapi just, mm. they, they just don't feel good about their themselves, about their body type or body shape or maybe like more than that. And they would tend to like severely restrict their calories and it's always monitor their weight. It's not because mereka, gimana ya, mereka paying attention or something like that. But sometimes it just, it really hurts them to eat to the point that like, it, it, it just hurts. It hurts a lot. And it could lead them to have, apa ya, it's very visible banget sih biasanya. Kayak mereka kurus banget. Karena yeah. ya, Tapi, I think, di batasan. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think um, anorexia, even though it's more commonly found in underweight people, can actually be found in more thicker people as well. True. Because anorexia at its core is basically what Frank mentioned. It's like having serious disturbances towards food. So you don't want to eat and you really restrict your calories. And basically your whole, whole thought towards food is very negative. And True. Yeah. So another one is bulimia. It's not really the, the exact opposite of anorexia. People with bulimia would generally eat a lot. They would force themselves to eat until they feel like very painfully full. They would feel very guilty and they would try to like by puking, force themselves to puke. And it forms a very not healthy um, cycle. And yeah, it's quite similar to binge eating. And binge eating really focus on uh, short periods of time. Mm-hmm. Short periods of time where you just can't control you snack. And usually what we eat is not your so-called healthy food. Kebanyakan are actually like food yang kita pengen avoid, tapi akhirnya malah kelepasan control and we just pinch eat on it. Yeah. And proceed on self-feeding ourselves for having those cycles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, just like another disclaimer, me and Frank, we're like, we're like the types to like joke about stuff that are serious and like we're sorry mm. if like you're kind of like this is a serious topic you know let's joke it joke about it um our our, our coping mechanisms is- <laughs> so we're sorry yeah. about that it's not that we're not taking this problem seriously it's just yeah it's just our way on coping with it so yeah we hope you don't mind and maybe if you can share about the types that we have had before, 
I think, yeah, um, what I've struggled with in the past and even till now is more on the more anorexic and binge eating type. Mm. And yeah. And I am more to binge eating, I guess. Mm. So, should we just start on our experiences? Do you want to start first? I want to ask oh yeah sure um i think it's pretty sad i guess but (laughs) i think i started being conscious of my body when i was around in like grade three or four which looking back Mm. at it now it's like pretty young and it's kind of concerning right but yeah. Oh my god. I think it was just like yeah, you, you get a lot of like movies and media affecting True. you. Even at like, such a young age. Yeah, Barbie. Barbie back then. Barbie back now is like right sorry. Barbie right now is like a lot more inclusive. The Barbie back then was just like slim waist. And Don't unconsciously. Yeah, unconsciously it affects us, right? And mm. so yeah, I remember like sitting on my toilet because you know we're girls, and whenever you sit on the toilet, your thighs are pressed up against the closet, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I would remember every time I sat on it, I would just like hate looking at my thighs because they would be so big in my eyes, and I would be like, oh my god, my thighs are so big. Which looking at it now and looking back at like pictures of my SD self, I was like really I wasn't really but I was like more on the skinnier side and True. definitely not someone who I would call you know thick so it was mm-hmm. like really it's like kind of- so that, that that one picture of you and you were jumping yeah like, you were jumping rope and I was like oh my god you're skinny no somehow and she she got the head at like third or fourth grade. How about you? there, I was not that really that conscious yet. Tapi I guess kind of started from SD to SM, right? Because I I used to do ballet as a kid, so it's actually kind of weird. Because for people who know me in real life, you would probably not imagine me as someone who does ballet, but I did. And obviously, I didn't have the body shape that was probably as suitable for ballet. Mm-hmm. The, the, the common image of ballet is that you have to be like very, very, very skinny. And it's not that okay, it's only for the aesthetic. Okay, you can dance better with a skinnier body, with a wider body, so you can like jump better and stuff like that. But then when I was a kid, so I didn't really care that much. Because I was not really committed into ballet. So I, I just really enjoyed dancing. Cuman, mm-hmm. kayak sejak SD and so SMP, when I started to apa, yeah, be more conscious of my body and like my teacher started also take up, kayak kasih tau ayah, you, you should go on a diet, you should work out mm-hmm. more. Like, karena kayak, it, just, it, it won't work out with the body like that. Terus kayak, uh, gimana ya? She told me, kayak, sayang, kayak, kamu tuh narinya udah bagus gitu, you have feeling, like, you know how to move, but then, like, your body just don't support that. And, yeah, I think that was, like, kind of the starting point where I felt very insecure. 
Yeah, it's harsh. Mm-hmm. In ballet, you have to use like very, very, very skin tight um, clothing, like leotards and leggings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but then like I, I wasn't very apa ya. Waktu itu kayak masih yaudahlah gitu lah kayak. I'm still a child. I would still have time to like grow up later on. So pas I was there, I was like, oh, let's just go with it. And like probably I'll, when I grow up, I'll be skinnier. And it'll work out. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not, uh, that didn't happen in SMP, right, Peep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sprinkle. Oh, it did God. happen in SMP. What happened in real school? What happened in What happened? I guess if you you would have more to tell here. I think like okay, yeah. Um, for my middle school self, I went from like being a generally really active kid and like a really slim kid in SDIP. And just a little context, I used to not live in Indonesia, so I just moved back to Indonesia in middle school, mm-hmm. and I went from like you know having a school that was pretty big and I would like play hide and seek and I would like run to going to our middle school and that was like in a tower and so we went up the floors with elevators and we would just stay on that floor and not really do much activities and so I guess that kind of like added up and I ended up gaining like a bunch of weight in I think my late seventh grade in late seventh grade and I wasn't used to it, right? I wasn't used to having mm-hmm. thicker body. And I think I started getting comments as well from, you know, I'm sorry, you meet up with like your parents' friends or like old family and you're like, yeah, oh, like the worst. Yeah, kan? It's like, oh, kamu udah gendutan. Like, oh my God, did you like gain weight? And like, I know they don't really mean it in like a bad way, but mm-hmm. it affects you, right? Can you not? Please, can you not? And I guess that's kind of what led me to the whole toxic diet and workout culture. And Mm. just basically the start of like going from being body conscious to probably having like an early eating disorder. Because I think I would just feel really obsessive over finding YouTube transformation weight loss mm. videos on youtube and like finding out how they did it finding out the workouts that they did finding out what they ate and like trying to apply that into my life and we were in middle school you were in like what how old were we you were like 12 to 14 for it's just we're so young yeah and we were already thinking like this and it's just so toxic i guess and mm-hmm. You know, like yo-yo dieting is a thing, right? Me and mm-hmm. Frank, we were both struggling with this at this at the time, and yeah, um, we shared about our experiences, not our experiences, like about what we did. And I think, like, what's really funny is that we would find a workout or we would find a diet, and we would be so committed <laughs> into like doing it so for like, yeah, we would do it for like a week, and then we'd lose motivation, and then we'd stop. And then we continue eating, and then we'd find another one, and then we'd do it. And it's just, just toxic, man. I think Frank can this continue the story. Thing. And this is just, and what's funny is that, yeah, what contributes a lot to me and Papa Phoebe's friendship is actually like, 
this whole thing with ED karena pas SMK like we found it kind of like found each other and like oh you're struggling so I'm struggling so and we're like I know on one side it's toxic cuman kayak jadinya lumayan enak juga karena punya teman yeah. kan who you can go to and like talk about your struggles and they would not like judge you by belittling mm. you kayak apa sih cuman itu doang kayak you don't have to feel that bad about like a piece of kerupuk and stuff like that but then like yeah, no but like it's oil and stuff like that and just it feels great having someone who understands and who, who would like appreciate you for feeling like that and we did try to motivate each other to work out we actually had like a, a, this this one period of time where kayak kita kadang bakal workout bareng kayak bakal janjian like the same uh, workout program but like what TV had said it didn't really work out even if it worked out pasti cuman kayak a very short period of time like one only week only a week and then yeah. <laughs> we would just stop cuman akhirnya when we feel like oh we're getting bullied again we're gonna start like oh you know we should count our calories oh no kayak itu banyak banget calories and stuff like that and then things just didn't work out again terus sampai akhirnya gimana ya I guess kalau ayah sendiri that was where I started feeling very helpless with myself. Mm. I felt very pasrah. Karena I just couldn't help myself to get committed in working out and like building an actual healthy lifestyle rather than just like um, constantly reminding myself I have to grow. I have to grow up by this summer, which never happens. And yeah, pas masuk SMA, it just all builds up and I just felt like it's never gonna work anyway. And yeah, it went downhill in SMA, didn't it, TV? <laughs> we would know. Yeah. I think for me, it got the worst during 10th grade or early 10th grade. Um, because mm. for those who don't know, the pandemic hit when me and Frank were in the mid of our second semester of 10th grade but True. i think um i ended up moving um in high school so we were in the same school but then afterwards i left the school that me frank goldie and Ferrin were in to mm-hmm. another one and i think it was also that and like the pressure of like new people and i was also stressed and i wasn't really adapting well and i think that kind of contributed to being one of like the more mm, harder harder like darker periods of having like an eating disorder because I went from having the yo-yo dieting and yo-yo working out to like actually not eating for like a Hmm. whole day like I remember I had like a friend that I would go to and I would just I wouldn't eat I wouldn't eat breakfast and I didn't bring any food to school and at my school like we would stay um after school to do like clubs or projects or like hang out and so I wouldn't come home till like eight and yeah I wouldn't eat for like a good 24 hours and I would be proud of it I would Hmm. go home and I'm just like oh my god I made it the entire day without eating I can do this again and I remember just like if I did want to eat lunch I would just buy fruit at like the cafeteria and brag 
to my friend at the time to be like, oh my God, yeah, I'm just eating food. And like, I looked up and now it's like so dumb and so stupid. And like, I knew he was concerned for me. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, I think looking back at, it, back at it now, I never, when I was going through it, I don't think I had an eating disorder. I think in like middle school and 10th grade, at least for me, I didn't think that was serious enough to be qualified as an eating disorder. True. It was actually during the pandemic where I don't know about you guys, but I became a lot, a lot more aware of like things, whether that be like mental health or like eating disorders or like politics and stuff like that. And I looked back and I was like, what I went through and what I'm currently going through qualifies as an eating disorder. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, just looking back at it now, man, that was just. That was so bad. <laughs> I think, okay, yeah, that's the thing that also happened to me during PJJ. So I, I gained a lot. I gained almost like 10 kilos during PJJ because, mm. because of binge eating. And it was mainly driven by stress. But then I didn't consider it as an ED because I thought like I had this stigma of like, oh, kalau, if you have an ED, it's, it will probably be like, you bakal underweight banget, kayak only skinny, kayak you would be very skinny, but then you're not, you're actually like gaining weight, I'd be like, oh, maybe it's probably because I don't really move that much at home, oh, maybe it's just get because uh, a change of apa, yeah, places and stuff like that, but then like, I didn't realize that I, I actually have like this habit of punishing myself with food, And mm. when I'm stressed, I stress eat. And I, I, I didn't consider that as an actual illness happening within me. It starts from your mindset, gitu loh, how you feel food, how you feel your own body and stuff like that. And I didn't realize how how toxic my relationship with food was how like I jadiin itu jadi pelarian for myself when I'm stressed I don't really know why maybe because food give you constant pleasure when you eat yeah but then like I know it was not healthy I know it was not doing any good for me but I kept on doing it I kept on eating at like 11pm and hmm. maybe even till the AMs Just because I, it's not because I felt hungry. I just felt empty. I just felt like I needed something. And I reach for my food. I reach for my snacks rather than for healthy foods. Although I know I should have eaten healthy foods. And the thing is, yang bikin toxic, yang bikin I juga sadar, like, shit, this shit is serious. Is when, like, I realize Um, apa ya? I would still continue the cycle, karena justru tuh jadi apa ya? It gives me a sense of relief, karena like I constantly have a reason to hate on myself, mm. karena apa ya? I hate that I couldn't help myself. Okay, I couldn't stop myself from doing this and that. But then, like, I like the fact, I, I like the fact that I'm hating myself for that. Karena kayak, like, gini, like, 
you see, you're destroying yourself. But then, like, at the same time, I try to Hebrew myself back again with food, trying to say, like, it's okay, you tried, like, you're enough, and stuff like that. But then I would, I, I would balcade on myself again because, like, I know I'm not helping, I'm not helping myself. Cuman kayak, and just keep on doing it to the point, akhirnya bodoh amat gitu lah. Karena it's a cycle validate my unhealthy eating habits which kind of escalated during my journey is not really that great i can like really relate to that and also maybe to for those who aren't really clear pjj is online learning that you know mm-hmm. pandemic so um yeah online learning i think i went from like the 10th grade not eating for like a whole week or like even days to being at home you know like veggies you're at home right and so you have easy access mm-hmm. to the fridge true you have access to the kitchen when you're bored in class what you do you go to the fridge and that's what i found myself doing because i think back then in like early pandemic we thought it was only going to be a short term thing right we didn't think it last yeah. a whole year and a half or even till now like almost two years two and years. I just had in my head like, oh, it's fine. We're only going to be home for like a little bit. I can give myself a break. I can eat whatever I want. And when we go back to school, it'll be normal, right? And that happened. And then it escalated to um, being longer than that. And then I changed my mindset to, oh, I can eat. But then like maybe a month before school opens, I'll like stop eating and I'll work out so I can get that mm-hmm. flow up. And yeah, I think it was also just the pressure the it's not really straightforward you guys see okay, that what, what did you call it the pressure from like seeing people during the pandemic glow up and like work out and like work on themselves and mm-hmm. it's great for them like honestly like i'm looking at these people and i'm proud of them but i feel pressure to also do the same but but i'm not so i'm frustrated with myself and so like frank said i become I like start to reassure myself and be like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. You're not going to see results anyway. Just eat what you want. Like, it's not going to happen in the end. So what's the point? And so that led to me binge eating and me just constantly going to the kitchen for snacks. And I think I went through so many phases during the pandemic because after that phase, I went through the restrictive eating again where I went mm-hmm. back to like strict calorie counting and like every time I went to like the fridge or ate dinner I would look at my plate and I'd be like oh there's some amount of rice is like this amount of calories and the yeah this amount this meat is this amount of calories and I would just feel so guilty with what I ate and every time I looked at the mirror I felt like shit because I looked at my thighs I looked at my stomach and I was just like you're so big and mm-hmm. I would work out but I would feel terrible when I worked out because I'd be looking at my body and I'm like nothing's happening and then just go back to the stage of binge eating again and that's that's great 
yeah, it's like the thing that just kept happening. Mm. And like you're not getting self-conscious because you're still at home, kind of. Yeah. Because yeah. I in online classes, you have to open the camera and just like very self-aware of like how like big your chicks are when mm. you talk. And then like when you look down and like, oh my God, my thighs and stuff. Like, and like, <laughs> and then like, the cycle would go on and go on mm. and go on. Yeah, apa ya? Yeah, we do know. We're 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 very aware that there's so much more to a person than their body. But when you have like this eating disorder and you have like this, it's like literally a mental illness. That mm-hmm. kind of like rational part of your head doesn't apply to you anymore. Like I can look at so many other girls, and I love the girls. Like. I look at them and I'm like, oh my God, you're beautiful. And I genuinely mean it. They're gorgeous. But I just can't see myself that way. And yeah, it's just constantly like that. But actually for me, there was, like I said, I had a lot of phases during the pandemic. And I think one of them was actually getting better. I had a period of of time where I got actually a bit confident about my body and I started not caring about what I ate. And I think that was a factor of, I got a boyfriend like mid-pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is probably why I'm not getting better, you all. But okay, continue, please. <laughs> Sounds so obnoxious, but like, I'll give it, I'll give him credit because like, yeah, Um, he helped a lot in making me feel more secure in my body. And mm. I know, I do know that I shouldn't be seeking validation from other people and I should be secure with myself. But the fact is that at that time and maybe even until now, having that support and validation from other people, especially from my boyfriend, was something that really helped. And knowing that he loved me or who I am, what, like, no matter what my body type was, just, like, it's also common sense, but sometimes it doesn't click in your head, you know, like, you know it's common sense, but mm-hmm. it's just not there, and you don't believe it, but I think after that, I just, I was like, oh, yeah, that, 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 that makes sense, and I stopped caring so much about my body and about what I ate, and ironically, when I stopped caring about what I ate, when I stopped calorie counting, when I stopped punishing myself with workouts, I actually lost weight. And that's not, I, I don't want that to be like the the conclusion that you guys get like, oh, when you like, you stop, you lose weight. Like, no, sometimes like some people won't lose weight. weight mm-hmm. But like, I think like the point that I want to like put out is that just being happy with yourself will make your head healthier. And I think- having like a more healthier head and having a healthier approach is key to like, you know, being more physically healthy as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Like, most probably why okay, it didn't work out for me and Phoebe when we tried like dozens dozens of diets and workouts is because, okay, yeah, we weren't happy. Mm. We weren't happy at all. And it, 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 it wouldn't work out Kind of like, okay, what's more important is how like your your mindset can yeah so like 
please, 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 first of all, get up and make peace with yourself first. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, Phoebe, Phoebe got that to her boyfriend and maybe kayak orang-orang lain, it doesn't mean that the solution is to get a boyfriend, yeah. no? But <laughs> 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 then like, yeah, mungkin other people bisa bantu kita juga untuk like, yeah. make peace with ourselves, to value ourselves, that kayak, it's okay. And like, try to be happy with yourself and from there, kayak, you get healthier. It's okay, you want you you pengen work out, you still want to die, it's, it's totally fine. Tapi do it with a happy heart, gitu, with a happy yeah. heart. With like a sustainable mm-hmm. motivation as well. Like mm-hmm. do it like, yeah, to be more healthier. And I know this sounds like such, it's so much easier said than done. Like we, we, we know it's so much easier said than done. Like we've struggled with it for so long now, but it does hold some truth and it's progress. It's like, apa ya? Mm-hmm. It's not something that's fixable overnight. You know what's right, but you can't do it in like a snap of your finger. It takes weeks, months, years even to like reset your mind to being in a more healthier mindset, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like another thing that I want to bring up is that I said that I got better, right? That... I didn't really care about what I ate anymore and I didn't really count calories and I actually became more confident in my body. But the thing with eating disorders is that it's not like a one-time fix. It's not like that one time you get better and you'll continually get better and you're never gonna struggle with it anymore. Because the fact is I had that and I got better, but it's a mental illness and there are times where you relapse and there's times where it's not smooth sailing and you don't always have an uphill journey you know there's times where you fall back and to be completely honest I am currently there again after months of being pretty confident in my body I am back down to binge eating and really being insecure with what I eat because Um, I guess it's like a little bit of information. I have like hormone problems, which um, requires me to go on birth control because, um, yeah, I need my hormones to be in order, right? And a side effect of the medication that I'm on is that my appetite is a lot higher, which makes me eat a lot. And I think that makes me you know, put on a little bit more weight, be more aware of what I eat and I know that I shouldn't be eating I should be controlling myself but it's just so hard and yeah right now I'm back down here again and I just want to say that it's okay to relapse it's okay to like to like not have a smooth sailing ride Uh because at the end of the day it's like your progress that matters It's okay if you have like baby steps. It's okay if you have like big steps. At the end of the day, it's all, you know, progress to get there. As long as you don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If it relapses, it's fine. Just don't lose hope on yourself. Yeah. And, And maybe, yeah, we can discuss how like other people could help. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. I think like other people can help. How what do you what helps you? Like what do other people do that helps you when you're like in this situation? Honestly, but that is having friends who relate. Are willing to be there for you. And just for example, if you do, although, although, like, it is very potential to get you toxic. But then, yeah, I think you can set boundaries, lah, yeah, sampai ke mana uh, you should, like, tolerate each other, you to care being in an health, unhealthy lifestyle. Cuman, I think, okay, having someone who would okay, appreciate and still accept you even though apa, you're going through like ED and something like that. Itu bisa jadi kayak apa ya? Penghiburan for yourself to like slowly to also accept yourself. Okay, how what happened with VBA and her boyfriend. So I guess like having friends. And another thing is actually okay, what I said before, like making peace with yourself. So there was this one time, like it was really random. It was it was a really random day, where I was trying to like humor myself, and I tried to like remind myself the little things that make me me. For example, like oh, even if I gain weight, I still um blah blah blah, and therefore I'm still me. I still feel like I'm still Frank, and people still see me as Frank. They still love me as Frank, and that kind of helped me to accept the fact that I am still me regardless of my body weight or my like body state and stuff like that yeah that's true I I really like that it's like I guess it's like those like simple things that sometimes you just realize and it makes so much sense in that moment and helps us Mm. Uh yeah I think maybe uh <laughs> and maybe we could also help by like addressing the stigmas and stereotypes there in our society since like yeah mungkin what me and Phoebe has been talking about dari tadi kan it's more of the apa ya di daerah kayak our personal space kayak uh, antara ourselves or not like with people around us yang kayak only like our family or like our friends then what about like society yeah I what think like, do to help okay first off I think there's like yeah addressing the stigmas and like fighting the stigmas that there are around um, eating disorders because I know that even in like 2021 there's still a bunch of people who think that eating disorders can only like apply or like only skinny people only slim people Mm. can have eating disorders like if you're on the more thicker side if you're normal sized if you're overweight oh there's no way you can have an eating disorder which is very wrong because yeah at its core an eating disorder is you know your mindset towards food an unhealthy mindset towards food and it impacting your life and the way you eat the way you work out the way you just live and having like this stigma around only slimmer people having eating disorders is actually very toxic because people who are like on the medium sized or on the more thicker side think that oh there's no way that I have this mental illness because I don't have mm-hmm. the body type for it and that 
leads them to not getting any help, to not recovering and not being healthier because they don't even realize that they have a mental illness or they don't even realize that it's, that it's a problem. True. Tapi kayak at the same time also when you see like skinny people, jangan langsung judge them for having like, oh, you eating it or you t- you eating disorder ya, kayak you eat lah, blablabla. Padahal hmm. sometimes there are people yang emang body type tipe yang kecil gitu loh, their bones are small. Hence, they have a small body and kayak, that's okay. Jangan yeah. malah kita bikin mereka like very insecure of themselves and malah nanti develop an ED which is very bad. Mm. So maybe rather than langsung kayak judging them, we could like just and just try of a conversation biasa aja. Don't need to like comment on physical stuff. True. Okay, this comment on physical stuff. Honestly, I think that's the thing we struggle with a lot, especially in like Asian culture. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said before, like experiences with like acara keluarga, meeting up with family, meeting up with friends, meeting up with your parents as friends. Usually, mm-hmm. the first thing about is like you know your physical body. Like, oh, kamu gemukan ya, or oh, did you no. wait, or did you get skinnier? Like, it's not the best thing to comment about because you don't know what that mm-hmm. person is struggling with. Like, you can think it's like an innocent comment. Like, oh, it's just like a little like what five word comment I meant but you don't know what the person is going through you don't know that those five words that you said can trigger them into becoming worse because I think I remember um after moving in 10th grade to my new school um I gained a bit of weight right and Mm -hmm. I went I went back to Uh, my middle school to meet up with my friends to meet up with Frank actually it was to, it was the surprise Frank. <laughs> and I think during that surprise I had a couple of friends come up to me and they were just like oh kamu di sana kayak senang-senangnya kamu kayak apa sih gendutan and like oh we be gendutan and I'm like I mean that situation I know that if I react badly I'll just be called baper right so I'm just mm-hmm. like oh, <laughs> and I like laugh with it but I like when I got home after that surprise, I just felt like shit. And they probably sure. didn't mean to make me feel like shit. And they probably had no intention of doing that, but it did. And I just want people to be more conscious of how your words and comments can affect people. So sure. instead of like commenting something that's unnecessary and can potentially cause harm, just like keep certain things to yourself. I would say. Mm-hmm. Especially on social media, juga. How like True. people sometimes can, emang, they want to share their experiences or like their struggles with ED. But then mm-hmm. people will just like judge them for being like, oh, you're such a burden for your family, for your parents. Or like, oh, you're just seeking for attention. Like, caper. Yeah. Kalau sometimes they would like, apa ya? Misalnya kalau cowok gitu, like, ha, cowok emang bisa eating disorder gitu. Jadi kayak yeah, kan. Hmm. Okay, people just don't validate other people's struggles. But okay, why, 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 why? Okay, let them be, and it would be much more better. Kalau we could support each other rather than just okay, constantly judging them for things that mereka bahkan they don't have control of. Okay, they didn't choose to have an ED. 
kayak lagi-lagi it's a mental illness it's not that kayak we were very willing to and we were very happy to have an ED no there are people who are struggling and kayak maybe it would be better if we like check up on them in kayak yeah nanyain how are you and maybe like try to listen to their story rather than just like straight up judging them for being yeah. like oh you're so stupid for letting yourself care okay, destroying yourself and stuff like that no like we're already very self-aware and self-conscious of how like we're destroying ourselves so please like no this just don't don't add up to that yeah yeah i really really agree with that just mm-hmm. I guess, like, in conclusion, like, for people who haven't gone through it or people who aren't struggling with it, I just, maybe just be more mindful in approaching mm-hmm. eating disorders. It's like, yeah, um, maybe also help with, like, maybe educating yourself or maybe educating other people about it because it is a serious problem. It's like a literal mental illness. and. Like, yeah, just be mindful about what you say to people around you, about your actions with other people, because then again, you don't know what they're going through. And if you do have a feeling that someone is going through one, instead of like, you know, you go to the person, you have an eating disorder, you know, you're not supposed to have it, you're supposed to get better. Like, that's not going to help. You're just going to make them feel threatened and scared. Instead, maybe... So maybe don't even try to bring it up at first. Just be gentle. Ask them how they feel. Um, ask them how they are. Like, mm-hmm. and if they start opening up, maybe ask if they have anything that they're going through, they're struggling with, and if they want to talk about it. Like, don't force yourself onto people, unless there is an exception, though. Unless it is getting quite severe very, to the point. Very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to the point where it's like very severe and it's very clear, and then maybe there might be like a better a better thing to do is like actually get them some help and yeah maybe recommend them to see someone professional because mm-hmm. yeah it is a serious thing and I think for the people who are you know going through it we just want to say hey we're really really <laughs> sorry that you have to go through it and have this mental illness that impacts your life so negatively and have it fucking suck pretty much and I don't know like saying that we can get through it seems very cliche Mm -hmm. and very cheesy and it's honestly very easily How you say it? It's way more easy to say than do. Same. But yeah, little progress is still progress. We can work to be more healthier. And of mm-hmm. course, if you think that you are at the level where it's a bit, or not a bit, it's like it's bad, we do encourage you to go seek professional help. It's There is no shame in seeking professional help. There's no shame in seeking therapy because that's trying to, you know, make yourself healthier. It's like going to a doctor when you're sick. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, if someone says, I'm going to judge, I'm going to judge. It's like, 
focus on yourself first. Yeah, that's please, very please, true. Please do take care of yourself. And if you ever need someone to talk to, we're here with open arms. Okay. Kalau mau cerita-cerita, or maybe like, you would, apa, you want to ask some questions. Me and Phoebe are very open. And we do hope that kita bisa bareng-bareng get better together. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess that kind of ends our podcast episode. Mm-hmm. We hope that this kind of helps if you're struggling with it. If you aren't, maybe help you gain a little bit more of insight of how the mind of a person who struggles with an eating disorder is like. Mm-hmm. And maybe as a closing, you guys want to add something or maybe like you want to talk to us, you can contact us through IG and TikTok on podcast. Or maybe even email us on the podcast fail at gmail.com. Yeah, we are here with open arms. So I guess. I guess. I guess oh, jinx. It. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hope you guys you. are doing better. Yeah. See you. Bye-bye.